ghosts and ghouls. Hi, ghosts and ghouls. Welcome back. We are Nope, I'm Scared. I'm Alexa. I'm Ella. And this is Lacey Peterson Part 2. If you haven't listened to the first part, go check that one out first. Because you're going to be lost otherwise. You're going to be so lost. It, it's a lot, but it's so worth it. And if you know about the Lacey Peterson case, good for you. If you don't, join me in the not knowing anything. I mean, yeah. And if you don't know, like, it's it's kind of back in the news, which is so frustrating for me. I feel really? Like every t- I feel like every time I pick a case and I'm like, okay, I'm going to do this then, something happens and it ends up being, like, popular or, like, other people do it at the same time. And I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. no. Um, yeah. Because, like, I think even when I started to do, when we were, like, recording the first episode, I think I even went to, like, Morbid to see if they were, like, going to do it because it's, like, the time. And so far yeah. they haven't. So I've been like, okay, I don't, because, like, you know, I, I, I don't want yep. our stuff to get lost in the minutia of what is the true crime community. But yeah, I mean, especially if it's all the same thing at the same time. Yeah, that's the very thing. Because, I mean, these cases have been around, and people who love true crime are aware of these things. And so you listen to them again because you want to, like, see if there's more information, or if you see something from a different angle, or you like to listen to the one person who doesn't know the case learn about it for the first time, <laughs> you know? So I'm well aware that. These cases aren't, like, the first time people have covered stuff or even, like, the tenth time people have covered it, especially a case this big. I just, I'm like, I wanted to give it its little moment of, like, its own area. (laughs) And then, you know, we had the whole stuff that I'll get to, but, like, with it being back in the news, it's kind of just like, okay, great, people are going to start talking about it again, and it's going to look like I jumped onto this case because it was in the news, and that's not why I did it. Yeah, Mom and I saw, like, a Lacey Peterson documentary on um, Hulu, and I was like, oh, Alexa would kill me if I watched that, but I want to know it the, happens. It's probably the one that I've been telling people to go listen to, because I've been probably. watching it on repeat for, like, months, just trying to get all of the proper information and put it into the right area, because they do kind of go, like, back and forth, back and forth. In the documentary, they kind of, like, bring up information, and then, like, they pull it back, and then you have to wait until it comes up in, like, the proper order that they wanted to tell it, where it comes back and you hear more about it. So, like, oh, you have to watch... that would be confusing for me. I mean, it's not, because there's things that happened all at the same time, but, like, there's stuff that happened for me and how I'm trying to organize information, like, during the time that she was missing, that they don't talk about until the trial times of their episodes and so i'm like but i don't want to talk about that i want to talk about things kind of in real time as much as i can Mm -hmm. so it's just a difference in it's a difference in storytelling and that's fine it's just you know and then you know adding in the like seven other sites that i have and also both of my in-laws have ended up being very good sources of information for this case which really? I you brought Kathy in on this? I got Kathy in on this episode. I So far, I don't have anybody in on the third episode, though. Interesting. Okay. So I've All been right. like, it's very interesting. 
And last we left off, we found out Scott had a girlfriend. That Scott had been having an affair. Um, I will say I was wrong. I had said that she had found out that it was Scott Peterson because she was watching the news. And that was actually not the case. She found out because she, well, she wasn't watching the news. And she found out because a friend of hers actually brought her a newspaper with the case. And she was able to, like, cross-reference that it was, like, a fertilizer salesman and the name and the, like, stuff. And so she, a missing wife. And so she was able to say, like, that sounds a lot like my Scott Peterson. And it That's impressive just- detective work. And it just all kind of came together that it was the same. Because well, Scott Peterson's probably not a very unusual name, especially back then. Yeah, it's very much and like so John probably Smith. was like, well, maybe it's a different Scott Peterson, you know? The, like, excuses yeah. you make in your head when you're like, this isn't this isn't my thing. Yeah, it's not, it's not possible. Thing. Yeah, he wouldn't do this. Yeah. So, and that was when, that's how she found out. It wasn't on the news that she saw a picture of him. It was that a friend brought over... Uh, newspaper and then she was like oh shit props to that friend for calling his shit out though well yeah well we'll get into it because we're gonna start off we ended with amber i introduced her and we're gonna start off this one with it so again yeah if you haven't if you haven't listened to the first episode i know it's long this one will be too probably it might be the shortest one out of the three worth it it's fun let's do it but yeah Okay, so Amber Fry was a 27-year-old single mother to an 18-month-old child. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. Well, she, I mean, was, because that's how she old, old she was at the time. She's still alive, and she's still just as gorgeous. Um, <laughs> and at the time, she was very, um, like, straight shooting about dating and, like, didn't really have that much time for it because she's a single mom. And so she yeah. obviously isn't trying to date around or play games with this whole situation. Yeah, no, she's got to get her shit done. Which is pretty common with single mothers specifically. I think I've seen a few where, like, single dads are in the same kind of boat. But, um, yeah, you know, for sure single mothers because they can't hide that at all. For sure. Especially when you have, like, a baby baby. Like, they're yeah. a lot of work. Yeah. So a friend actually introduced Amber to Scott on November 20th of 2003, which I hate because that's my birthday. <laughs> hate it. Accurate. Hate it. it is. Yeah, mine and Josh's birthdays are both, like, dates of importance in this case, which is annoying. Yeah, it's gross. Especially since at the time we existed and uh, were in California, but had no idea. Because <laughs> we were children. <laughs> you were babies. Yeah. Um, so when they met, she was very upfront with him that she was looking for the one. And Scott said that okay. he was also looking for the one. Even though his wife supposedly just died? Well, when they met, she was not dead. But... You would assume no, you're also married her? to the one. What? Yeah, didn't he tell her, though, that his wife had died? He didn't tell her at the time. At the time, he told her okay. that he was single. And then I think after a little bit more of them dating, he would tell her that he was actually a widower. Gotcha. Okay, I'm following. So, like, he told her he was single. And then he's like, well, I'm actually a widower, which was, like, in Amber's mind, wasn't a lie because... 
if your wife's dead, you are single. Yeah. You know, no, technically. Yeah. Um, okay, so she said that their dating was, like, really good. It was early, but it was really good. They talked a lot. And she was really happy with where it was going and excited about what might come from it. I mean, um, that's good. I don't want her to get hurt, and I don't want her kid to get hurt through all this, so... No, I know. Yeah. But, like, we're, we're gonna come back, because, like, Amber Frey is very involved, and, um, like, her information, like, comes back in the trial, of course. So, like, we're gonna have a full conversation about this, and, like, at one point today, because I'm still working on the trial research because there's just so much and at one point i paused the documentary i was re-watching and was talking to myself and then josh just like side shuffled into the room because the door was open and i was like oh <laughs> i'm talking to myself completely and he's like i figured but i just wanted to be like what's going on because <laughs> i was having a mini podcast episode with myself <laughs> Just making sure you have all your bases covered, you know. Because I have to think out the things. Because so much of this doesn't make sense. And I feel like so much, we'll see and I'll talk about it. But it feels like so much of what was, like, brought up, people focused on the wrong parts of it. And it just, so I don't know if it's that I have fresher eyes or I wasn't involved or it's been, like, a bunch of time or I know about All of the above. You know, but, like, some parts of me, I'm like, why is everyone, like, looking at it like this and not talking about this part of it? Uh-huh. Um, anyway. Okay, so she invited Scott to a Christmas party. I think it was at her office or with her friends. And was like, would you like to go with me? And he's like, yeah, we'll go as a date. So that was, like, the thing. Okay. Um, but he was actually telling Lacey that he had a big meeting with his boss on that day. That his boss, his like huge boss was going to be in town and he had a huge meeting that he had to be. So she, she actually canceled other Christmas plans that they had with their friends because he had a meeting. Wow. And this is December 14th, by the way. No, so. she's doing so good. Oh, honey. Well, and when she canceled the plans, her friend said that she sounded kind of sad about it. Because I think that she probably was like, I don't want to go to a Christmas party by myself. Which is weird, yeah. though, because Lacey was such a go-getter. But, you know, I don't know. It um, just happens like that. I guess I don't have answers. I don't either. Um. So then at one point he tells Amber, I actually have something to tell you. And I'm a widower. Yada, yada, yada. Like, she died, and, like, um, this is my first Christmas without her, as we have heard already. Um, And he's already out there looking for the one? Sorry, I would be suspicious. That is also a weird note, which I didn't talk about. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, sometimes these people present information, and then they, like, completely don't talk about, like, your wife died, and this is your first holiday, and you're already back dating. Yeah, so it's been, like, less than a year since she died, and you're out here looking for another person to marry, like... I mean, I do think it's statistic that men get into new relationships faster than women do after their spouse dies, which you can say whatever you want about the reasoning for it, but I think uh-huh. that is something true, but I still think that's a little fast. But, I, yeah, I still feel like that's a little fast. Yeah. 
Um, also, Ella is having allergies because wind and rain. I'm sorry. <laughs> so if that's why she sounds weird. <laughs> Trees are trying to kill me. Yeah, I said it was, she asked me why, and I was like, well, it sounds like your body doesn't like nature, and that's its own fault. And then she was like, okay, why is <laughs> my body trying you. to kill me? And I said, because you hated the color green as a child. And that's just, <laughs> that's just heresy. Okay, like, but I like the color green now. <laughs> I think it is lovely and we should all respect it. Yes. Okay, Ella's body, take it easy on her. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, back on topic. So he tells her that, um, and she's like, well, why didn't you tell me? And he was like, I think that he told her over the phone. And Okay, um, that's also kind of strange. Well, it seems, I think she lived a bit away, and I think a lot of their relationship was mostly over the phone, because it would later get shown that they had only, like, actually been together physically, not, like, intimately. I just mean, like, yeah, in person. Yeah, but, like, in person. They had only been together in person, like, four times during their short, short relationship. So most of the I stuff mean, was over the phone. I mean, they were dating for, like, what, a month? Six weeks. In total. Yeah. Um, so I was like, so, I don't think it lasted long. Well, because this case blew up. So it could yeah. have kept going if she had never found out about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, okay. So he tells her, she says that he sounded kind of upset and that she didn't want to pry. And he said that they would talk about it more. or They could talk about it more after he gets back from Europe because he's going to Europe for the holidays. What? Well um, and he won't be back until like after New Year's. I'm interested to see what his reasoning was for saying he was going to Europe for the holidays. I just think it like, was because then he would be like if he was unavailable, it was fine. And also well, like, the reason I wonder for why, why he told her he was going was he like, oh, I'm gonna go visit family out there. Or if he was like... Oh, I think he was supposed to be with his friends, um, and we'll talk about it more, but I think it was probably so that he had an excuse for not being with yeah. her on Christmas and New Year's, um, you know, and whatever. Which makes me wonder if this was actually premeditated or not, because if he knew, like, he was gonna, you know, murder his wife, or if that was kind of a spur of the moment, and he was like, shit, well now I have to take care of this, and he was actually intending to just spend it with her family. I don't know, but we'll we'll keep going. Okay, okay. I'll table it. We'll come back to it. Yeah, so I had talked to you about how she found out about her Scott Peterson being the Scott Peterson on December 30th. Correct. Uh, in the last case. And so she pretty much immediately started working with the cops after she told them, like, I thought I was dating him. Um, uh, fucking respect for a lady who gets shit done. I mean, first of all, I don't care about any of the Amber Frey slander. How dare you? I'm fully on her side. She is out here from like day one after she knew about it being like, all right, well, this is what we're doing now. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it more because I have a lot of feelings about it. This whole thing. Okay. 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 Um, yeah, so she goes to the cops, and they actually set go out pretty quickly to get a recorder for her phone, so they could record phone calls, because he's still calling her during this oh, time. Oh, shit. 
Because, oh, you know, shit. he's trying to, he's telling her he's in Europe. So, like, he, they still Did have a relationship. Did she tell him that she knew? No. Oh, shit. Okay. So, they actually went out to, I believe it was, like, Radio Shack. And then right after they finished setting up the recorder on her phone, Scott actually called while the police were still there with Amber. <laughs> oh, shit. And so she's trying to, like, play cool on this phone call. And, like, she said that the connection was really bad, so the call was short. But he was telling her that he was in uh, Normandy. And then after the phone ended, she, like, was, like, freaking out. And, like, she looked at the police and they were like, he doesn't know. You did great. Just, you know, like, it's okay. I mean, yeah, respect on this lady for, like, putting everything on the line for this, too, because I she's mean, got, I'd like, a baby baby. Yeah, that's that's also a thing. She's not just a single, like, young woman. She's a mother as well. And, like, she's working with the cops. trying to, like, af- afford, like, for her kid and provide for them and, like, create a life while, you know, also working in this murder investigation. Well, and, like, think about, like, if you're suspecting that this person killed their wife and unborn child and you're dating them and you now have turned against them and have gone to the police, like, you don't know what that person could end up trying to do. Yeah, and also, like, you have a kid and you know that the guy you're dating has already murdered, murdered possibly, someone who is going to have a kid, so you feel like you would be putting your kid in danger in that position by, like, Mm -hmm. opening that doorway. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, okay. Not good. Not good. I mean, that's why I'm like, she was very brave, and I don't pe- think people gave her quite enough credit for, like, how crazy this was. I think this, that's also coming from people who don't know what it is like to be a single mother. Or the other woman in a crazy case. That, too. Yeah. Um, okay, so now we're at New Year's Eve. Like, do you remember what else I told you happened on New Year's Eve? New Year's Eve. In the first episode, I told you this was something that was happening. Okay, remember the murder was on Christmas Eve. Was that when they were searching for her? I mean, yes, but okay, so I'll just I'll just tell you. So it's New Year's Eve, and Amber gets a phone call from Scott, and it's really loud where he is. And he says... Oh, okay. And he says, oh my god, happy New Year's. And she's like, yeah, I know. And he says, I'm at uh, the Eiffel Tower and there's fireworks. But where is he, Ella? Where is he? With fireworks? He said there was fireworks. He Like, he didn't say he, there's like, there's, there, she didn't hear fireworks, but he said, oh my god, there was fireworks. Because if he's in Paris, was he back like, at the fucking fishing area? No, he was at Lacey's Vigil. And you're, oh, wow. And he called his other girlfriend Girlfriend. at the vigil of his missing wife to say, Happy New Year, I'm in Paris. Oh, my God. This man has no morals, no ethics. He is out here for himself, not giving a shit about anyone else. Yeah. I'm really glad that you decided to come up with the, like, theory that he was bad before this episode because I don't know how I would present all of this information to you without being like oh my god (laughs) 
I was telling Ashley that we were doing this case, and the first thing she says to me is, fuck Scott Peterson. Okay. <laughs> I was like, all right. <laughs> I mean, and, like, I'm at the part of the trial, and, like, we'll talk about that the next time. But, like, I want to say, like, I'm still open to, like, new information. And, like, I'm listening to what they're trying to say, and, like, I'm looking into it, and it's just, like, I'm I'm open. Like, yes, I have my own, like, kind of belief here. But it's not like I, if new stuff came out, it would be like, no, 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 we're not looking at that. I would look at it. Okay? Yeah, for sure. So. But this man, yeah, he's clearly has no but, regret for what he has done at or, this point. I mean, even if you, like, you know, she's missing, he had nothing to do with it. This is very um, distasteful. Like, yeah. even if he had nothing Unethical. to do with it. Why on earth are you calling your mistress on New Year's at Eve your at wife's your vigil. missing at white, pregnant wife's pregnant vigil? <laughs> Call her tomorrow. Call her before you go. Call her after. I don't care. Why on earth did you decide now is a good time? Is it because it was loud at the vigil and so it was able to be like, oh yeah, see, I'm outside in Paris, clearly. I hate it. I hate it so much. I mean, the good news is that Amber recorded all of this. Okay, good. So um, everyone knew he was lying. Well, yeah. And so during this time, she still hasn't told him that she knows or that she's working with the cops. And honestly, no one knows that. No one knows Amber exists at this point at all. Okay, except for the friend who probably showed her the newspaper and was like, hey, isn't this yeah, your boyfriend? But they- they don't, I don't think that was a big thing, but, like, no one knew she was working with the cops or any of it. Like, yeah, it was she wasn't very, in public very news. Hush, hushed, And the cops wanted it that way. And they were recording dozens of phone calls that Scott made to Amber. I mean, or Amber made to Scott. That would definitely be the most convenient case-wise to, like, keep everything hush-hush, because then Scott wouldn't know. Yeah. Well, and she was trying to trap him into saying things like even after she did tell him like because i think he uh i think she was telling him like there were like media following her and she's like what is going on and so he ends up saying i lied to you the girl i'm married to she's missing and she said and i don't remember what day this was but um she was like you told me your wife had died and this and like you told and she's like you told me this on december 9th which is Josh's birthday. That's why he's involved in this. Um, and she's like, you told Josh me that on December... <laughs> she's like, you told me this December 9th. Um, and then conveniently she goes missing. Like, how? what am I supposed to think? And, she's like, and his response was, um, there is a different type of loss. What does that mean? I don't know. That's... I, that doesn't, huh. Because I wonder what that means to him. Like, you could spend all this time puzzling out, like, what it means in general. Mm -hmm. But to him, what does that mean? I don't know. I think he was, like, I don't know if he was trying to insinuate that their marriage wasn't working. I don't know if he was trying to insinuate that. That um, she was already gone, like, when she was missing. You know, I don't know. Like, and that's the, you could do that. But, like, it's just really weird that you would say, like, I've, this is my first Christmas without her. But you also said widower. Like, you clearly said she was, 
did. Like, yeah, there's no like, that was like, intentional. figuring out what your intention was on that part. You said she had died. Also, you also never mentioned missing, a child. You're still hooking up with another girl and saying that like she's the one or that you're looking for the one. Yeah, this is all very distasteful. Mm-hmm. But like at one point, before I think before he knew, she even like asked him if he was still sure that he didn't want another child. And I'm guessing this is something that they had been talking about, like kids, because obviously she has a kid. And yeah. he said that he wasn't adamant about it, but it just wasn't in his thoughts currently. Even though he was about to have a baby wow. in like a month. What the fuck? I, I, this man has zero disregard. No, sorry. Zero regard for anyone else. English. Mm-hmm. Um, later, Scott, I think, gave, gives an interview where he's asked about Amber and, like, why he would, like, keep up the appearance with her. And he said he was worried that if she was unhappy in the relationship, she would go to the news and give interviews, which would end with people not looking for Lacey anymore. He's... That... That's so contradictory. That's... What? Okay. Well, first off, by that interview, it sounds like he wants to keep looking for Lacey. And if that's his intention, I don't know why. Secondly... Or it's a very calculated statement to be like, see, I'm still looking for her. Or like, I want people to still be looking. You know, it's like something a husband should say, quote unquote. Yep. Wow. Um, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't like this. Now, at the same, <laughs> I mean, we're not done yet at all. Great. No, we're only no. like thirty minutes into this case. Mm-hmm. At the same time, the police were still searching the San Francisco Bay, and they had done it about twenty-seven times in a zone sweep. To try yeah, and I, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm still getting into that part of this, but this case is weird that there's a lot of just, like, no evidence. Like, there's, like, we'll, we'll talk about that next time. But I think they were doing, like, sonar or something. But they were doing yeah. a zone sweep of the bay, and they were still finding nothing. Um, well, uh, did they check the bay where he would fish? Yeah, well, because where he was was attached to the San Francisco Bay, but Berkeley. Okay, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. So, yeah, yeah. Um, so then local local news reporter Gloria Gomez did say that from all of her inside information, because she was getting a lot as a small as a smaller news um reporter, she had a lot more information than like the bigger people did because she yeah. knew the people. Yep. Um, and, so and she you're more said, likely to trust a smaller reporter because then you know your shit won't get all the way out there. Well, and she said that she had built up a big reputation with the cops and with sources that she would sit on information until, like, they said, yeah, you can release that. And so she had, like, Very gained all this trust. Very of her. Yes. So she was sitting on all of these things and just kind of waiting for them to come out. But she's also saying that from all of the information that she was getting... The police were very solely focused on Scott 
even though they were saying that they were looking into other people. Interesting. I mean, he does, he is acting very suspicious and they have good reason to keep looking at him, but that doesn't mean you should put all of your eggs in one basket. Very much like the, um, oh gosh, what was his name? That case we were listening to on the drive up to Oregon where they tried to, tried to frame the boyfriend for it. Oh, was it a morbid case? Yeah, it was a morbid case and they kept trying to frame the boyfriend when it wasn't the boyfriend. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, I'm definitely going to say that police do get focused on a, one person sometimes. Yeah, they definitely and, get tunnel vision frequently. You know, and it definitely tends to be that they get focused on the partner in a situation like this. Um, and I'm not going to say the cops don't, like, you know, throw out evidence that doesn't relate back to their thing because, you know... They want yeah. they want to finish this case. They want to, like, show that they did their job and all of this stuff. So they want to be able to do that. So I'm not going to say that that's not a possibility of something that happened, and I'm not going to say that that doesn't happen, because it do. I just... Yeah. I'm not entirely sure that they were, like, ignoring a bunch of things. Yeah, no, this one, it seems very kind of... With good reason to be suspicious, especially if they're still getting evidence on him. Mm-hmm. You know, usual, usual things. Yeah. So then she was able to get him to tell her the truth that his wife was missing. And then she was like, you said your wife was dead. Um, and that's yeah. when he said that there are different types of loss. Suspicious. But- okay. The other thing that's suspicious, and this gets brought up, I believe, in the trial, but I put it here as just, like, a little thing of interest, and it was happening around this time. Um, Scott added two porn channels to his cable TV only days after Lacey went missing. Wow. And so I remember people bringing it up of, like, why is that your priority right now? honestly that should not be your priority and so there's a lot of things like that that are just like why is that what you're so worried about especially when i know scott based on how his friends have said that he was very interested in how his image appeared so just is like yeah he's definitely got reputation issues Mm -hmm. um so the press got a hold of the photo of Scott and Amber at the Christmas party. And so the police found out that they had it and they sat down Lacey's parents to prepare them that this was about to come out. And they showed them the photo yeah. already to just be like, this is what's going to happen. We know about this. Yeah, we um, don't want to like, spring it on you. Yeah. And, Which, um, respect for them for doing that, too, instead of just putting it out there with zero regard. Yeah, because, I mean, I've seen cases where... Like, the parents are finding out stuff, like, as it's on the news. And, like, that's so messed up. That sucks. That's such a bad way to find out about things. Um. So, Lacey's mom, Sharon, immediately starts sobbing. And, like, in her book, I believe she says, for her, she knew then that he had killed her and that Lacey was never coming back. Yeah, when she found out that he was openly cheating on her. And at that point, they probably told them... <laughs> that Amber was involved with it, too, to, like, help them. 
Yeah, it doesn't exactly say how much they told them, but I mean, I don't know why they wouldn't. They probably would just be like, you don't go to the press about this. I don't know. Yeah. Um, Sharon had before this been very publicly supportive of Scott, as well as had the whole family. And oh, they had, wow. They had repeatedly said on camera that they didn't think he had anything to do with her disappearance. Um, but in her own mind, she'd been actually waging a war with herself from the very beginning. And she had kept having the argument with herself that if he, like, what if he didn't do it? And then Lacey comes back and she's going to know that I had been suspecting her husband this whole time. And like, how's that going to look? But the affair changed everything with the families. Yeah. I mean, as you would imagine, it would. I don't know how mm-hmm. you continue to be supportive after all of that. Mm-hmm. And then Sharon also remembered the last time that she had been with Lacey with like a new clarity. And the last time she'd been with Lacey was on the 23rd. So the day before um, yeah. and they were sitting on the couch watching TV and Lacey said, oh, the baby's kicking. And she's like, mom, feel my stomach. And so she did. And then she was like, Scott never likes to do this. And she's like, what are you talking about? He's like, I keep telling him to, like, feel my stomach, and he just doesn't want to touch it at all. Okay. That's definitely something you would end up seeing in a new light. If your husband doesn't want to touch you while you're pregnant, especially to feel your baby kicking, that's That's weird. concerning. Yeah. That's weird. Weird to say the least. Unusual, you know, behavior. Yeah, 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 Um, totally. Yeah, so once the Rocha family knew about the affair, they completely stopped supporting Scott, and he very quickly became the most hated man alive. Yeah, the public enemy. Very. The public hated him. I mean, and it was this, like, I think I even mentioned this, like, this was happening at the same time as the Iraq War, and, like, during the trial was, I think, the same time as, like, the election stuff, and it was, like... yeah competing and sometimes even beating out that news to be on tv like it was driving definitely public enemy number one yeah and like it was driving ratings up so high that like no news channel was gonna stop talking about this case because they wanted people to be watching yeah well people just wanted a fucking answer i mean we saw with the gabby petito case but even with that we had social media and stuff that's true. You know. Word was able to get out really quickly. It's not like that mm-hmm. could really happen back in, you know, good old 2002. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it's funny that Scott mentioned that people were going to stop looking for Lacey later. Like, it, when it, he was worried if it came out, they would. Because it did. Like, the Volunteer Center closed down after um, Amy, Amber Fry gave her press conference. Because um, everyone and- just kind of assumed she was dead kind of thing. Or they just gave up hope. But I mean, like, at that point, they had been looking for her for about a month exactly when they stopped. And it's like, there's really not much that you're going to find out there after that time. Especially if you don't know if you're looking in the right place. Yeah, and they were running out of leads at that point because they weren't looking at anyone else. Yeah. Um, Lovely. So the volunteer center closed down. And the Rocha family held a press conference on January 19th, demanding Scott to tell the police everything that he knew. Yeah. I mean, he definitely knows more than he is letting on. Mm-hmm. Especially 
when it, it turns out he's got a history of other women. Yeah. Especially currently while he is married and his wife is having a child. Well, I just mean that the press was able to dig up at least one more affair <gasps> during this oh, time. Shit. And I think I even read that cops were circulating that they were looking into as many as six during the time of their marriage. But I didn't see a confirmed number. Oh I, my God. I lost it somewhere in my pages. Um, and I think that he said the first time he really got into it was actually before, right before they were married or right after they were married. And they were actually living apart for a little bit while she was trying out a different job. And she would come back, I think, on weekends and stuff. And so he had a he had an affair back in 1998. And the woman actually walked in on Scott and Lacey in the bedroom together and thought she was getting cheated on. What the fuck is wrong with this man? And he kept doing it? Yeah. And, like, I even read about what her friends said because her friends like were around during like the time that she had just found out about this situation and she's they said that they were like in a bathroom yelling at each other and that Lacey was saying that he's acting like he's not married um and like was just very vocal very angry about I mean clearly the situation yeah um, she, but she, like, they were around. She didn't go out of her way to call one of her friends to tell her that Scott had been cheating, which I guess, I think Scott said he was surprised about, but, like, whatever. I, you know, it depends on who your friends are. Like, I would tell Ashley, but I don't know that I would tell Sarah. Yeah. So, like, it's different. Um, and so, and Scott continued to say that Lacey knew about his affairs, including Amber, but that she didn't want to talk about him. And, like, he would say, like, well, she's not, like, happy, but it's not something that's going to break us up over. Okay, but he was still seeing Amber. And, yeah, I'm like, and so all of her friends were like, I don't think that Lacey would be okay with this. Like, you cannot tell me that she would be okay with this. And so were people... Especially like, when it her, happens like, a bunch of times and she's pregnant and, like, a month away from having her baby. Yeah, and people on the news were saying there's no way that she was just going to be cool with you having a mistress. No way. No woman would be. And then, like, one guy was like, okay, well, he had mistresses. But if you're going to lock up every man who has an affair on when his wife is, like, eight months pregnant, and he just was like, you know, shrug. And I was like, that's disgusting. Yeah, that is. Wow. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with these people? Uh So, because of all of this bad press, Scott decides to call Gloria Gomez and set up, I think, three interviews. And then he also did one with Diane Sawyer to tell his side of the story and try to, quote, get attention back on Lacey. Okay, sure. It's just going to give more attention to Scott so that he can try and redeem himself. Yeah, I feel like he's trying to correct his image, which, I mean, like guilty or not that's kind of what you want to be doing because you know that you're like suspect number one yeah um but um we also know that he cared about his image a lot though so he would do a lot to try and goldenize his reputation Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um but naturally the media tore into the interviews and like 
went over them with a magnifying glass and they were able to prove that he lied multiple times <laughs> during his interviews. <laughs> Fucker gets what he deserves. Um, like there was one time that he told police that Lacey knew about his affairs um, and people were able to say like, no. Um, and But the biggest thing that came out at one point was a, a slip of the tongue that some people are saying or a misspeak which was with diane sawyer where he is describing their marriage and they're like oh well how was it and he's like oh well lacy lacy was amazing and then he pauses and he says she is amazing wow and the media goes crazy yeah they're all like was i don't think she if he was corrected himself that they would have gone after it as much. It's the fact that he acknowledged that he said it wrong. That he, yeah, because, like, I, I'm i I'm the type of person that I, I kind of, like, get a feeling. And, like, at some point I'm just like, I don't, I don't think this is what's going to happen. And so, like, I start to think of things as, like, was as well. Yeah. And, like, you know, you know, and that, that still would have been bad if he had done it that way, but he could have been like, it's been over a month since she went missing. Yep. No one's looking for her. I just, I don't know if she's ever going to come home. I don't know. Especially since he was touting this belief that people had kidnapped her. Yeah, so. there wasn't any evidence to support that, though. Well, yeah, but his family... Which I think I'm about to talk about. Yeah, okay. Um, which, so I'll save it for another one paragraph later. Um, because after these interviews, the investigation kind of goes cold. And there isn't any new information going around. Um, so just kind of the news stops. She's still missing. They don't know. Scott still looks bad. At about... I said at one point... Um, the police started to look for Lacey in SoCal, which, why? Um, yeah, and even at one point, Scott here. goes down to L.A. to look for her. Again, why, though? Yeah. Um, makes no sense to me. Because I'm like, what is what drove you to be like, maybe she's in Los Angeles? And I'm just like, what? None of this makes sense. Why? Um... About six weeks after Lacey went missing, Scott actually sells Lacey's car to trade it in for a new Dodge pickup. Wow. Um, which was crazy to the Rocha family. Um, and luckily, her dad, Dennis Rocha, was able to buy back her car for $1. Um, okay. But he said that he knew then that she was gone because you don't sell your wife's car if you're expecting her to come back. To come back, yeah. Yeah. They also claimed that he tried to sell the house or was thinking about selling the house, but I wasn't able to find anybody else talking about it. It really just seems like he wants to forget all about this. Well, I mean, at, at one point he does go... He says that people were hassling him so much in Modesto, which I fully believe, that he does go back home to his parents in San Diego. So that's like, maybe that's why the cops went to L.A. more for Scott, less for Lacey. But then why are we saying that we're looking for her in Los Angeles? It's just... Yeah. Also, San Diego is very much not Los Angeles. Nope. It's a good, solid two hours away. 
Um, February 10th, 2003 was when Lacey was supposed to have her baby. That was her due date. And so the press brings it back into the news to say, like, today is a day that most parents should be very happy for. And we're, we just still have no news on this case. That's so sad. Yeah. This research was not fun. I went home. I went downstairs and was feisty afterwards. <laughs> not happy. Um, a week later, Scott's mom, Jackie Peterson, says that she, their belief is that Lacey was kidnapped by the burglars that the neighbor saw and that they weren't the actual burglars the cops had caught. Um, and that they were keeping her alive until her baby was born. None of that makes any sense. Well, they're still going with that one. Like, in the year 2021, they're still saying that she was kidnapped by burglars. And that's who took her. Okay, a couple of things. Um, if there were burglars, they would have taken more important things. Instead well, they're trying of to say that... Well, they're trying to say that they were there, Lacey saw them, or came upon them because she stuck her nose into things, and that they got mad at her, she saw them, and so they had to take her because she was a witness. And I'm just like, that makes no goddamn sense. That makes because no sense. If I'm a robber, and I get caught by some random lady, I'm just gonna get in my van and take off. Why on earth am I going to then add kidnapping to my burglary charge when like she's also pregnant it's also the 24th yeah i'm not also, adding if you're gonna that kidnap heat. her why not just murder her in the first place well and that's what they're trying to say like they've said like it could have been a burglary gone wrong those happen all the time which true but if that were the case she would have been shoved she would have been ran over or she would have been shot and been on the street they wouldn't have like just grabbed her, her and, and then away. Left. That makes Without zero anything. sense to me. Yeah. And like, we'll get into it more because there's like timeline problems that I have with that anyway, because um, I just, I just have issues with it. Also, they had a, like a big dog too. Yeah. They I feel like that's something you would notice. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Anyways. Um, Okay, so February 18, 2003, the police get another search warrant for the Peterson home, and they take measurements and remove a total of 95 items from the home. At the time, they're still searching in the bay, and then on March 6, they switch Lacey's case from missing persons to a homicide, which is oh, wow. weird because they still didn't have a body. Um, but the police were saying that they just had increasingly come to believe that she was the victim of a violent crime. Yeah, sounds like it. Sounds accurate. No, it's not weird to me. I think that's a, you know, a logical jump in, in thought. When you believe that she didn't leave on her own ambitions and, you know, she's been missing for so long, you would kind of just be like, yeah, that's probably what happened. I mean, I guess. All right. Well, now we're at the sad part and kind of the bad part. No. So if you're at all knowing what's happening and you don't want to hear it again, um, you can jump ahead or you can come back next time because it's not fun. It's it's gross. It's gruesome. 
It is upsetting. So, so glad I get to sit to, through this. Like, they get to jump around if they want to. You don't. You have to. You're here for this. Okay. I know. I know. I know. Let's 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 do sad stuff. I guess. Okay. So I have warned you. I'm gonna go ahead now. Okay. Um, April 13th, 2003, a couple is walking their dog in Point Isabel Regional Shoreline Park, which is north of the Berkeley Marina, um, and they discover a decomposing but well-preserved late-term male fetus, fetus body. Oh, wow. How would that... It's umbilical... How would that be... Well- okay. Save okay, all your okay. questions. Save all your questions. At least until I get through sure. the autopsy. Okay. Its umbilical cord appeared to be torn, not cut or clamped like it would normally be in a birthing process, and the baby had a significant cut on its body. The fetus also had one and a half loops of nylon tape wrapped around its neck. Um, the following day, April 14th, the body of a woman was found by a passerby one mile away from where the baby was and about two to three miles north of the marina that Scott had been at on Christmas Eve. She was decomposed almost to the point of being unrecognizable as a human body and was just a torso wearing a maternity bra and khaki pants. Her head was missing, as were her limbs, which included most of her legs. The autopsy would use DNA to identify the bodies as Lacey and their unborn son, Connor. They would also say that they did not find the placenta and umbilical cord with Connor's body and that they that he was much better preserved, concluding that he had died in utero. And at some time during Lacey's decomposition, her body had expelled the fetus. Lacey was much worse. Um, she had two cracked ribs, which they didn't know whether it had happened before or after her death. Her upper torso had been completely emptied of organs except for her uterus, which was why they thought that Connor was so much better preserved because he had been in her longer rather than in the elements. Um, they also stated that her cervix was intact and they were never able to determine the exact time or day of Lacey's death. Were they able to figure out the exact cause of death? No, because she was so badly decomposed. And because they, I don't think they ever found, I don't think they ever found the missing limbs. So her head has never been recovered. There's a lot to unpack there. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... Firstly being, I'm glad that the baby had no concept of pain at that point. Most likely, because I don't know, for the slash mark, I don't know if that implies that she was stabbed in the belly, or if that was something that happened once he was in the water. Because, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. But um, this is where Kathy comes there's in. There's not really any, like, sharks up there either, because the water's not warm enough. Well, there's great white sharks, but there wouldn't be just, like, they would be gone. Yeah. Which is what I think they think happened to her organs, that, like, fish started to eat stuff. 
what him but the, the you know the body is programmed to pr- protect the uterus and protect the baby so it would have made sense for the well you know. and that seems like something she would have been wearing on the day she was taken not that something that kidnappers would put her in it's just very strange that they like that that's what she was left in khaki pants and a maternity bra yeah and I don't know why they would cut off her head and, like, her, her limbs and stuff. Like, that's just... Makes no sense for a burglary. That's all Also, excessive. if they were waiting until the baby was born, wouldn't make sense either. No. Um, but so this is actually where Kathy comes in, because Kathy was for a long time a labor and delivery nurse, so she knows a lot about this whole stuff. Um, okay. Interesting. Because I asked her about some things, because they found... Um, meconium in the baby's bowels, which is the first poop a baby takes when they're born. And I was like, is that weird that it was in the bowels? And she's like, no, it's always there. They just push it out after because their whole, like, system in their body changes from being attached to their mom to being their own thing. So that's why it happens. So the fact that it's there doesn't prove that he was, like, born before. And then I was like, what does it mean that the cervix was intact because I tried to look if like if it tears during pregnancy or not and she's like no it opens but to her it meant that it wasn't dilated because like that with when you have when you give birth your cervix thins and and opens to allow for the baby Uh to come out and um if it's intact there isn't an opening or not like a scene opening for it and for her, hearing intact means that there wasn't any, um, like, she didn't give vaginal birth for this because she also like said- Like, she would have had to have a C-section or something. Um, like, like she didn't push the baby out. That's the thing. So, yeah. which would be weird if the, you know, umbilical cord that way kind of stuff, you know? Um, and then- For that she, to be torn and if she, like, pushed, like, expelled the baby after she died or something? I don't- mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand. I also asked her, like, okay, if you do give birth, does the cervix immediately close back up? And she's like, no, it can take about six to eight weeks for it to fully close back up, which is why she thinks she never gave birth to that baby. Okay. I mean, at this point, it's been December, January, February, March. It's been almost four it's been months. Like four months, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, all right. Um, okay. Yeah, I remember people talking about the the re- the baby being so well preserved showed that the baby had been kept alive longer. Um, they said that the the tape being around the neck was like that's probably how people were trying to kill it. But I think that it could be just debris that got lodged around the neck. Well, yeah, especially since There's it was so only, much up there in the water. Especially since it was only one and a half loops, that's not going to suffocate somebody even a baby like you have to do multiple Did they were they able to figure out how long she was in the water for i think they were just assuming that she had been in the water since the 24th that whole time yeah but i mean because of how oh, much her well, body means... was decomposed but they weren't able to determine when she died so they couldn't determine how long she'd been in the water yeah oh okay i don't like any of that no and it's terrible and I don't know if I had just, like, forgotten it, but I thought that more of her body was together. But it's, like, 
it's basically like um like shoot if you were an artist you'd know because like there's these artist torsos that just have like the neck and the shoulders and then like a little bit of the the, thighs yeah and i'm thinking you're talking about i'm thinking that's essentially what washed up on shore uh how wow the fact that they were even able to figure out it was lacy from that is impressive. Mm-hmm. Um, so Gloria Gomez found out about it before they were actually taking something out of the water and they just told her to get down there. And the first call that she made was to Brent Rocha, who is Lacey's brother. Um, and she just was like, I just wanted to make sure that he wasn't like caught unaware either and so like she's like did you hear and he said yeah it's her like he just knew yeah i mean i don't think at that point anyone was holding out hope that she would be okay it's so hard i remember even with gabby petito i wanted her to come back so bad i just had this horrible feeling and yeah and so like i just you know as soon as i was like reading that he had driven home like weeks before we even found out she was missing. I was like, I just don't know. Yeah, at I some have point no where you idea. just know. It just doesn't feel good. Yeah. Um so he gave a statement after the confirmation where he said while crying, Lacey, this has been the most disturbing and emotional time in my life. As your older brother, I only wish I had the opportunity to defend you from the person that decided to take you away from me. Um, He would go on to talk about their kids and, like, their dreams. But then he ended, finished saying, I hope you know how much I love you and how important you are to me. Aww. That's so sad. Yeah. Um... So as I said, at the time that this was happening, Scott had actually started staying with his family in San Diego. Uh, so he Correct. wasn't up there when this all was happening with Lacey. He was in San Diego still. Um, and as they it's were... probably a good thing for his sake because people would have rioted towards him. Well, and everyone was wait. Everyone had watched the bodies get recovered and were waiting for the DNA to come back to tell them who it was even though everyone really had like a good idea. Uh, yeah. Like even the detectives were like there's no way that we got this lucky. Like how yeah. how did because it had gone cold. They had no idea what was going on. They had no body. They had nothing to go off of. So then when this all happened, there was like that can't be for us. That would be too yeah. lucky on our case. Um, so I mean, sometimes it's how the world works, I guess. You find a baby fetus and a dead mom. Yeah. So April 18th, uh, 2003, which was Good Friday at the time, um, Scott was supposed to go to a golf course to meet his dad and I think his like brother's whether they be in-laws or not, I don't know. Because their family tree is kind of confusing to me. Um, yeah, so is ours, though. Mostly it was, like, just the boys of the family. Um, and so he's on his way to the golf course, and he thinks that he's being tailed by the media. Because he's just seeing, like, random cars kind of sticking behind him. Um, so he calls his brother Joe, and he says, like, I can't come. The media's following me. I don't want it to ruin 
your day. Um, and so they're like, dang, okay. And so he ends up trying to lose the cars. And at one point he does, but then they come back to him. So he calls his brother again and says, they found me again. Just have fun. Like, it's fine. Um, and so all this time he is driving very aggressively for about an hour trying to get away. He's going to get pulled over in San Diego for stupid shit. Well, he's like flipping these cars off. He was driving crazy. He was going very fast. Yeah. Um, we already know he's a man who has anger problems. Yeah. Um, but these cars did not belong to the media. They were actually police. <laughs> oh, shit. Um, the, they were police who were sitting on an arrest warrant that they had on them, but they were waiting for the DNA results to come back for the bodies before they served it. But because of how he was acting and driving, it was a danger now. And so they were forced to pull him over and take him into custody before yeah. they had that confirmation of the DNA. So as Scott decides, fuck it, I'm just going golfing anyway, he pulls into the golf course and then whoop, the lights go on behind him. And he like knows, fuck, that was the police the whole time. Yep. Like, they saw me driving crazy and acting like a madman. Oh, shit. I just don't know why. And that's why you don't do that. I just don't know why you think if you think it's like it's unmarked cars, you think it's media, you're just going to drive crazy and think they're not going to call the police on you. Like, honey, you're. A... Like, honey, you're the center of a missing persons case that had two bodies washed recently. Like, I, that's why like there's a lot of stuff that happens very soon that I'm about to tell or. Uh. I want to tell you now, but I think we're about done, actually. No, I want to know! Stop doing this to okay, me! Okay, I can go a little bit longer to tell you all of this, but, um, because we're going to get, start getting into the trial stuff soon. So I can do a little bit longer and go a little bit more into the trial, because I have it, but we're going to stop soon. <laughs> okay, okay, But okay, there's just okay. a lot of things that happen that I'm just like, even if nothing's going on, this is really stupid decision-making. Um, yeah, sounds about right. Anyway, so the cops arrest Scott, and they start driving him back to Modesto. And on the way up there, that's when the DNA results come, and it's the police who actually tell Scott that it's Lacey and Connor. <laughs> Do we know what Scott's reaction to that was? Um, so according to Detective John Bueller... Um, Scott only shed one tear from his right eye, but other than that, had no real reaction. On Scott's end, however, he said that he had a terrible physical reaction to the news, but because he was in the car with two detectives, he stopped it because he didn't want them to see his emotions. He didn't want to give them the satisfaction of seeing him cry. That sounds like a bullshit cover-up. It does. I'm like, they have been waiting for you to cry, to show, like, anything since this Shred began. Emotion, if, yeah. I think if you had broken down and sobbed, maybe they would have thought, hmm, maybe we're wrong. <laughs> yeah. But no, nothing. No reaction. But yeah, because to them, they, I, they were like, of course he didn't have a reaction because he already knew what was going to happen. What the fuck? Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. So I'll yeah. go a yeah. little longer 
But I'm also, gonna have even to... if it like it's your wife and your kid, who gives a shit if the cops like see yeah. your reaction? There's a lot of times that like Scott says that he's emotional, but that he's not doing anything because there's people around him and he doesn't want to do it. Like he was so like big on being a stoic person during this. And like maybe that's his own decision, but it definitely just seems like that was the image that he got settled on. And he was like, I'm gonna be strong. I'm gonna be, you know, blah 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 this. And he has to know this doesn't make him seem strong. Like there's also nothing wrong with crying when your wife is dead. Yeah, your wife and your unborn baby, which just washed up ashore, and they weren't even able to figure out who it was because of how badly it was. Like, mm-hmm. okay, okay, okay. So let me present to you the things that were suspicious at the time that they picked up Scott. Okay. Um. So when he was taken into custody at the golf course, he had some suspicious items on him. Um, which what does that mean? He had four cell phones, some camping gear, several changes of clothes, his brother's driver's license, as well as his own, 12 Viagra tablets, $15,000 in cash, and his hair and beard were dyed blonde. That sounds like he's going to make a run for it. That's what everybody was thinking. So it's probably a good thing they caught him when he did. Well, I'm also just like, because they were trying to, the the police didn't focus so much on the camping gear and the clothes because they were trying to say that he was living out of his car. But that's just so. I I don't know. With the whole, like, Gabby Petito case, I am so much more on edge about that. I'm like, he's just going to go off to the woods and pretend to be someone else for a little bit. But like, and also it's just so weird. Like, why are you living in your car when you have your family? Like. Like, and I'll talk about- Yeah, you moved like, to San Diego for a fucking reason. And you're, like, going out and golfing with them? Clearly you're on good terms still. Mm-hmm. But let me just keep- go- Also, the Viagra tablets are just, like, why the fuck? Yeah. Why do you have them? Why do you care? Are they your dads? Why are they in the car? Like, it's just- There's so much that seems to be focused around, like, sex and needing sex. Like, his, you know, his other women. The porn channels really immediately- you know his brother's driver's license though well here i'll 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 present the things that his family said were why he had all these things oh also the golf course um happens to be located only 30 minutes away from the mexico border convenient well i'm gonna say in defense of that most of San Diego is 30 Diego minutes is from 30 the Mexico, minutes from Mexico. Like, yeah. he could have left at any time. It's not far. Like, in LA is only Fair two point. hours from Mexico. Like, I often forget I could just go to Mexico. <laughs> yeah, like, we're kind of close. I mean, except right now because I don't have a real ID and there's a panini going on. Yeah. Um. Okay. So yeah, everyone thinks that he was going to skip town just because the D- he knew the DNA was coming out and police believe that it's because he knew it was going to come back as Lacey and Connor. So the Peters... But if, you know, he didn't have anything to hide, why? I mean, well, yeah. And like, so here's what the Peterson, said, Peterson family says. Um, he had dyed his hair to hide from the press because he had been getting hounded, which... I that's fine. Is that's fair. possible? Yeah. I, I like a lot of these things. I potentially believe 
but all together it looks so yeah, bad. It's stacked, yeah. Um, okay, so he had his brother's driver's license to get a discount at the golf course. But his brother was already at the golf course. Yeah, it doesn't make sense to me, especially since you're going there to meet your dad and your brothers. Like, none of them would, like, come to the front and, like, get you your discount if they already live there. You couldn't just give the name. Also, he looked nothing like his brother at the time that he had it on him because he had dyed his hair poorly blonde. Yeah. Like, it was, like, orangey-yellow. Not a good look. Oh, wow. Um, Nope. But, like, the people on Scott's side were saying, like, he's photographed talking to police and his lawyer with that hair. So, like, what kind of a disguise is it if he's, you know, like, talking to police in this look It's for other people who won't recognize him. Yeah, people who are not looking for him in that disguise. But whatever. Um, yeah. So they explained the cash as that Jackie, his mom, had accidentally taken 10000 out of their joint checking account, which was apparently a whoopsie. Also, why do you have a checking account with your, like, adult son? Adult married son. Also, how do you accidentally take out that much money? So that's my question. I'm like, was it for her boutique? Also, why are you taking $10,000 out of your, like, boutique account? And anyway, so then they also said that she gave it to him, back to him in cash, so there wouldn't be a hold on it from the bank. All of it's weird to me. I have so many questions. Yeah, this is all weird. Um, So I'm like, all of this is very possible. I don't know why you give your son almost $15,000 in cash, because what if he gets robbed or... He loses it. Living in his car, like, like you know, that's like that doesn't make any sense. Like, like, he's living in his car, and you give him that much in cash. Like, and how how is he supposed to be using? Is he supposed to be like depositing that back into his own account? Is he doing it so that he has cash purchases so that people aren't monitoring all of that? And then also, there's the big fucking problem of this is um he's the main suspect. Of a missing person slash potential murder case, why are you giving him things that will make him look shadier? Like, I was talking to Josh and I was like, taking that much money out of your account is already shady, even if you're the best person. Like, the bank is going to be like, what are you up to? And then to just, like, give it to your son in cash and he get like, no. I told him, I was like, if our son, God forbid, was ever, um, like, a suspect of a murder case, they'd be sitting in the house doing nothing. Nothing. I'd be like, don't drive. Because if you speed, you could get pulled over and you could get, like, arrested for that. And then they can hold you for however long they need to at that point. I'd be like, don't even watch freaking porn, because what if you accidentally watch underage porn and now you are arrested for child pornography? I'd be like, you're doing nothing. You're sitting in here doing nothing. Don't leave. Stay here. I don't understand. Um, so that's why I'm said. I'm like, they're either lying or they're very they're what they're doing is very dumb. What in the bananas? In the bananas? What in the bananas? 
What in the bananas? Oh boy. I don't know. I hate I hated this episode. I hated this part of it. I would rather be focusing on the trial, but like just to It like, had to be done. I don't know. I know. But it sucked and like just I know, I know. Yeah. And then should we tell the things? <sighs> what? Should we tell them the things? Um, yeah, do you have anything else to say for now or no? Uh, props to whoever rated us on Apple Podcasts. Oh, yeah, I got That's 18. really fucking cool of you. Yeah, that was really great. You guys, like, like, brought a little sparkle to our ghouly faces. Yeah, you really made our day with that one. So thank you. Truly. Thank you, iGuy18. Yeah, let us know. Yeah, if it's you, say hi. Yeah. Let, let's chat. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, okay. let's tell them the things. All right, you can find us on Instagram, nope underscore I'm underscore scared. Follow us, like us, shoot us a DM. We're always happy to chat with you guys. Okay, and if you want to email us for feedback or suggestions or your own personal stories, be it spooky or true crime, you can email us at nopeimscaredpodcast at gmail.com. And then rate. You can also find us on Twitter, which I forgot to mention. It's the same as the Instagram. Yeah, we're trying to get more involved on there. But I'm not the best. We're working on it. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and then again, if you guys could continue to rate and review, we love to we love to see it. I'm trying to figure out pod. We do. Still. We it's really do. A, it's being a real hassle. <laughs> <sighs> Okie dokie. Okay. Well, well, this was awful. Thank you. <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> but I hope everyone goes <laughs> and has a spooky day. I'm sorry. <laughs> Have a spooky day. Bye.